I want you to turn with me to uh, the book of Acts in chapter 8. The book of Acts chapter 8. And we're going to read several scriptures there. But we're going to start in chapter 8 verse 26. I don't know what's happened. But for some reason, the words in my Bible keep getting smaller and smaller. And I can't figure that out. Maybe some of y'all can help me learn what's going on there. In chapter 8, verse 26, I love this story. It says, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Now that's awesome enough. We shouldn't have to read one more word but that. That's enough, isn't it? Wouldn't it be phenomenal if an angel of the Lord spoke to you? There may be some people here that would say, an angel of the Lord has spoken to me. I've had people tell me that an angel showed up and spoke to them. And you know what? I have no problem believing that. God is the same today as he was then. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip and said, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. That sounds like some pretty specific instructions to me. How about you? He didn't just say, Get up today and go do whatever makes you feel good. He didn't say, You know, if you feel like being this today or being that next week, or you just go right ahead and do whatever your feelings tell you to do. Not one time ever did God instruct people to live like that. He said, get up, go down this road, I have got a job for you. Now let me ask you a question, young people and adults. That covers everybody, right? Do you want to live based on your feelings that are like up and down and up and down and up roller coaster time all your life? And you think that us old folks don't have those problems? Let me tell you, we have them times 10. We learn to keep a straight face a little better. Do you want to live like that all your life? Up and down. Oh, this relationship, that one. This feeling, that one. This how I feel today, how I want to be today. Or do you want to get your orders from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and know exactly where He wants you to go and what He wants you to do and the purpose in your life? And when you get finished, He says, Well done, come on in. I've still got more for you to do. Throughout eternity, you're mine. That's who I want to be. That's who I want to be. Because I don't want to be wandering around aimlessly searching for who I am and trying to figure out, you know, how I feel. I don't know how I feel. Let me tell you something. I don't make any decisions before two really strong cups of coffee. I don't know how I feel. I cannot make a good decision until I've been up for about an hour And my brain finally gets out of dream mode. Is there anybody else here that has, am I the only one? I'm feeling kind of lonely up here. I am not going to live my life based on my feelings. I'm going to live my life 
based on who God says I am. And he says, I want you to go down. Let me tell you what he says. He doesn't tell me, I want you to go down to that road down by Gaza. He says, Randall, you're going to live on I-40. Just put your clothes in your truck. Because you're going to live the next few years on I-40. And to those of you all know what I'm talking about, that's what's happening. And here's the Lord up here. Here I am down here. Who am I to tell God no? Who, am, who why would I want to? And so he says to Philip, God says, Arise and go down toward the south along the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. There is a desert. Have you ever been there? There is a desert. Let me tell you. It's down by the Dead Sea. Nothing's growing. Except now they've irrigated a lot of the area and it's producing big, beautiful groves of trees and oranges and bananas. And, but in this time, it was desolate. So here, God is telling him to go to the desert. You know, we last night, guys, last night we had a blessing in this church. We had uh, Larry and Janet and several others put on a great banquet. Tamara did the cooking. And we honored our veterans from this region. It's the 120th SNS Battalion reunion. And uh, they're getting up there in years and fewer in numbers. But they still love their country and they still love the Lord. They had a, their banquet here in this church. They had gospel music for their program. They had prayer before and after. They give God the credit and the glory. How many know that's the way America needs to remain? We need to turn back to God as official policy. Because there is a desert, and without God's living water, we die of thirst. There is a desert. I heard uh, someone last night, they were talking about when they were in the desert. And I thought, what a terrible thing to have to go so far from home to fight in the army, to defend your country, and live in a desert. And just be concerned about water, you know. Be concerned about the heat. I say that to say this. Do you want to live out there? in the desert all your life or do you want to be on the path with God holding your hand the choice is yours God will not force you but he is calling your name he's saying now's the time to start living with me and for me and so he said go down there is a desert he arose and he went that's the first thing that he did right he arose and he went instead of talking you know what he didn't do he didn't walk around to his friends and say, what do you think I should do? He didn't ask his wife. He didn't ask his parents. Because he knew it was God. He knew it was God. And so he just arose and went. If you want kids, I want every kid in here that usually goes to children's church. I want you to look up here at me right now, please, for just a minute. 
If you are born a girl, God plans for you to always be a girl. If you are born a boy, God plans for you to always be a boy and grow into a man and the girls grow into women. This is a scriptural fact. Please, please, please do not ask your friends what they think about that. The mixed up thing going on in our country is the way Satan is stealing our kids from us and from the Lord. This isn't about prejudice. The media will call me a hater and, and bigot for saying that. I'm saying I love you. God has someone for you. It'd be just the right person. Don't follow the world's road. Follow the Lord's instructions. And you'll live forever. What can the world offer? Death in the grave and rotting in the ground. The Lord offers eternal life. So it really boils down to do you really believe the Bible or do you believe television? And you have to choose. So here we are. He gets up and he goes. And he, I'm going to skip down a little bit. There was an Ethiopian that's a, a man from Africa. He was a guard of the queen. And he meets Philip. Now, this is why God told him to go that way. All right? This is the reason God wanted him on that road. It wasn't because so much about Philip. It was about the Ethiopian and he wanted Philip to meet him, see? And God knew the Ethiopian was going to be there. And so he sent... Now, what if Philip had said no? What if Philip had said no? And that he wouldn't have got to meet this man. And I'm sure you know the story. We're going to read a little bit more of it. But what happens is the Ethiopian uh, talking to Philip hears about Jesus. And he says this. He says, why can't I be baptized? I want to see, he was telling him about Jesus being baptized, and Jesus said, go into all the world and baptize and lead people to God. And so he said, why can't I be baptized? And he said these words that I will never forget, that I repeat to myself over and over through my life. As long as I live and can think, I'm going to repeat these words. You must believe first. Now, we're going to have baptism in a little bit. And... I'm going to tell you that baptism without true belief in your heart is it's just going through the motions. You've got to really believe. You've got to really, really mean it. And then the Lord will touch you. And you'll be baptized so others will see that He has touched you. It's not magic water. He said you must believe First, and we're going to read that right now. He said in verse, I believe it's verse 37. Verse 37. Philip said this, if you believe with all your heart, you may be baptized. 
He just asked him this question, what hinders me or why is it that I cannot be baptized? And he said, you must believe with all your heart first and then you can be baptized. Now see, I, I, sometimes I wish this high-tech world, there's bound to be an app for this. A belief meter And I get it on my phone, and I tap it, and I walk up, and I just point it at your forehead. All the fakers, you know, the meter goes down here. And all the ones that really mean it is way up here. That would be so nice, wouldn't it? If we, we preachers need some help, can I get an Amen. We need some help. We need some barbecue for lunch. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Tamara's back there cooking it. I cannot look at you and tell for sure if you believe, but here's what I promise you. If you tell me and your testimony and you're sharing with me that you believe and you gave your heart and you're sincere, I am going to stand by you and agree with you on that, and I'm going to say this man's testimony is a true, powerful testimony of Jesus Christ. It is not up to me to judge you one way or the other way. I had a person ask me one time about a funeral I was going to do. He said, well, are you going to preach them into heaven or are you going to preach them into hell? I say, look, I don't preach them anywhere. They're already there. What I'm going to do is share with the folks that are here how they can be with Jesus. And I can't judge your heart, but the Lord knows it. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you've given Him your life, if you trust Him with your soul, if you believe that He is the, the Son of God and God in the flesh, if you really, really believe it and nobody can talk you out of it, then I'd love to see a hand or hear an amen right about now. This is what the world needs because we're all in the same boat when we follow Jesus. And that boat's headed for heaven. And so the story goes that he commanded the chariot to stop in verse 38. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. You see, the eunuch just told him in the verse prior, he said, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Now, he believed. He said, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. And by expressing that belief, confession with the mouth, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be what? Saved. And so the eunuch here, he was a guard of the queen, and he was a very important man, and he was from Ethiopia, and he didn't have the knowledge of Jesus until he came there where Jesus was being taught, and that is why church is important today. Jesus is being taught here, and we need people to come here, and they need to come here and learn about it, because you can spend your whole day today uh, in 2021 and never hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Would you say those words? I'm not forcing you or trying to do anything against your will, but would you say those words? 
I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And if you believe that really down inside, and you really, really meant it, I firmly believe you can be baptized and follow Jesus. And this is up to you. Nobody forced this man. Nobody forces anyone. At this church, I try to share the plan of salvation every Sunday in some way or another. Most of the sermons that I preach are about different topics. But today, I have just got to tell you, today, and, and God knew exactly who was going to be here today, not me. But every single time I thought about this Sunday, God kept saying, preach on salvation. Tell them how to get saved. Tell them what it means because time is short. And so every time it came to my mind this week, that's what I knew I had to preach on. And so I'm not trying to get you saved again. I'm trying to say, if you haven't accepted Christ, why would you not want to? Why would you not want to? Well, I'll give you some answers. I've asked that question a lot. I'll give you some answers that people have given me through the years. I, one person told me, I, I have some bad things that I do, and I'm afraid I can't stop doing those things, and I don't want to be a hypocrite. And I'm going to wait until I stop doing these bad things, and then I'm going to be a Christian. And I'm going to tell you, your mind is playing a trick on you. And the old devil, he likes it. Because he wants to keep you lost. And he's, your mind is saying, I don't want to be one of those fake Christians that get up in front of the church and then they still do all these bad things. I'm going to tell you right now, there is not one person in this room that is without sin. The Bible says, and I hope I don't step on anybody's toes, but the Bible says if you think you have no sin, you are a liar. That goes points back to me too. We're all sinners and have come short of the glory of God. Now, sin is a behavior. It's a behavior. Thinking about it is not, but the, Jesus said, now if you think about it and you say, yes, I would in your mind, you might as well already have done it. Might as well have already done it. Because it's a sin. Jesus was tempted in all ways common to man. Is that right? That's what the Bible says. So Jesus had the thought, and what is the end of that scripture? Yet without sin. So, having a thought about sin is not sin. Being tempted to sin is not sin. But now, if you, if you make a decision in your mind that says, if I had the opportunity to do that sin, I would do it, well, you might as well have already done it. That's what Jesus taught. But Jesus said, push those things out of your mind, and I will help you. Now, I'm going to... I know this is real fundamental, but I'm telling you, this is what God told me to preach this week. It's not about dying and going, standing before the Lord, and He says, oh, you've got all these sins over here. You've got all these good things over here. Now, the sin outweighs the good, so you're out. 
It's not about that. He doesn't say, you're not welcome in my family because you do bad things. He says, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you've been, I love you, follow me. And then he helps you through life do better. He helps you do less and less sin through life. He helps you be better in the future than you were in the past as far as your behavior. And that's being a Christian, following him, not being perfect. We will never be perfect until we step out of this life into the next one. But in the meantime, we're striving to please God each day. And so we need to be reading the Word and talking to the Lord every day. He said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And so Philip commanded the chariot to stop, and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus. And passing through, he preached in all the cities until he came to Caesarea. What actually happened is Philip baptized him, and they walked up out of that water, and Philip disappeared. The Lord took him to another town. How awesome is that? And that was while he was still in his mortal body. That wasn't a resurrected body. This hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen in our future. This is the things God can do. Do you believe the Bible or not? I'm serious. We'll believe everything CNN says. We'll believe everything Google says. We'll believe everything that God says is a lie. Not I don't. I don't, but a lot of people seem to. And I'm asking you right now, you've got to make a decision. Time is almost up. Do you believe with all your heart that the Bible is true and the rest of it isn't? That Jesus Christ is the only way you'll live forever. He's the only way you'll know who you are. Because you were destined to be his child. God already has somebody he's prepared for you. He already has somebody he's prepared for you to live life with. You've got to be patient and wait. God says this life is temporary. This marriage and giving in marriage is temporary. Death is temporary, praise God. There will be no more sorrow, no more crying. There will be no more tears, for God will wipe the tears from their eyes. There will be no more death. There will be no more graves for the Lord and His saints will reign forever. That's us. And they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. 